You are listening to messages from Victory Outreach in the city of Whittier. We pray that you are inspired, challenged, and provoked to become all that God has called you to be. For daily insight, please log into victoryoutreachwhittier.org. In Gen- in, uh, we're going to look at Genesis this morning, chapter 41. And uh, as we get ready to turn there, we'll put it up on the screens. Um, Today I want to talk to you about the favor of God. Is that okay? Well, we're going to talk about it anyways. The favor of God and how Joseph, we're going to use an example of Joseph in the Bible, how even though he went through so many different things, he had the favor of God on his life. And through all the, the temptations and the trials and things that he faced, God was always with him. And sometimes we go through things and we feel like, man, Lord, where are you? But he's always right there. And he's allowing us to grow and change. We'll talk a little bit about that. And I, I came to just inspire you, encourage you, and just to say that I believe that, this is what I believe. This morning when I was praying, I felt like a word from the Holy Spirit, you know, so special to me, and, and it reflects to the church. I felt like that scripture in the Bible, when the prophet prayed for rain, and he told his servant, go look and see, what do you see? And he said, I see a little tiny cloud. I see a little cloud. Those are the exact words. I see a little cloud. So he prayed again. Actually prayed seven times. Well, there's a special meaning to that, but I'm not going to preach about that. And he could tell him each time, what do you see? And then finally, he's, the cloud was full of rain. And I felt like the Holy Spirit smoke, spoke to me this morning and said, son, it's raining. There's a drizzle that has started. And it's going to be raining. And the rain symbolizes God's favor, God's blessing, opportunities, open doors, healing. How many of you could really use a season of some breakthroughs? And sometimes we talk about it, and the enemy wants to come and rob you of those things. But I want you to know God does have a great plan for your life. And, and he really, we're coming into a new season, not only in my personal life, me and my wife, but also you, the church, every individual here. And, and this is appropriate for this word is Joseph. He got favor from his, first of all, let me give you a little background before we get jump here in uh, chapter 41. We already prayed. Um, Joseph had favor from his father, and he made him a coat of many colors. How many of you remember that? Right? And his brothers hated him and despised him because of it. It's sad, but sometimes people get jealous when they see God begin to bless you. Because that means they still got a little bit of flesh in them, or they got a little bit of Lucifer in them. Think about what I'm saying. I know they say, whoa, that's heavy, Pastor. Well, then you ask yourself, have you ever been envious or jealous, or jealous when you see God blessing somebody else? Because that's what, that's what the devil does. God wants us to rejoice. We've got to come to the place, and we all got to grow in different areas of our lives. I know this year, for me, I'm really challenging myself to grow. And uh, don't stay all quiet on me. Come on, you're going to talk to me. We're going to talk. Amen. We're going to have a little Kool-Aid message. You know I'm notorious for those, right? Get all up in the flavor and change, the, change it. Get all up in the mix. Okay, so what happened was he had the coat of many colors, and uh, his brothers despised him, and they were jealous. And they, they sold him. You know the story. 
And then he was bought there by Potiphar. And um, God gave him favor. Even though it hurts when you get, when somebody you love misunderstands you or hurts you, or you feel betrayed by somebody that is close to you or somebody you, that should not be you, you understand what I'm saying? Are you with me? His brothers. And what happened was he gets over there, he's bought as a slave, but yet God shows favor all over again. And he gets raised up and he becomes like the main guy in, in Potiphar's house. And then he went through the thing of the temptation and being falsely accused, blah, blah, blah. And then he got thrown back into jail. And it seemed like every time that Joseph, God was showing favor and blessing him, the rug got pulled out from underneath his feet. Have you ever felt like that? You know that God will allow you to go through seasons like that? Because he wants to develop something inside of us so that we'll never get bitter, but we keep allowing everything we go through to make us better. Is this mic on? Are you hearing me? So that we can be more like the Lord, and that's the whole purpose of it. Because a lot of times when we feel like the rug is pulled out from underneath us, we say, man, this ain't fair. I don't understand. Our vocabulary is stuff like, man, God, I don't understand. Or, I, man, that, that's not right. Or, or, I don't like this. Or, where are you, God? Or whatever the case may be. And God is always there. He loves us. His eyes are upon the righteous and his ear is open to our cries. And so then he gets thrown into prison. He meets the baker and the butler. Amen. And he interprets the dream. He says, you're going to get hanged and you're going to get restored. He, homeboy got hung and he got restored. And he says, right before he's leaving, he goes, hey, hey, remember, I gave you this dream. I interpreted the dream Speak kindly to Pharaoh for me when you're restored. Oh, yeah, don't worry. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Don't worry. I got you. Out of sight, out of mind. Two years go by. He waited, and nothing ever happened. Then all of a sudden, Pharaoh had a dream. And the dream was profound to Pharaoh because it happened twice. He dreamed about the seven cows coming out of the Nile that were that were fat and, and healthy and strong, and then seven scrawny, evil-looking, ugly, it says, uh, cows came and they devoured the fat ones. Then all of a sudden the dream went to uh, a, a stock of wheat that were, that were bulging with seven heads, and it was real healthy. Then all of a sudden these ugly, skinny, and they ate the fat ones, and he was troubled. He woke up in the morning, got all his wise men together, and he told them the dream. He said, man, interpret this dream. Nobody could interpret it. And all of a sudden, the guy says, man, today I'm reminded of, of, of my wrongdoing. There's a, there's a young man, a Hebrew named Joseph. Hello, somebody. Hello. Everything happens. Listen to me. Everything happens in God's timing. Promotion happens in God's timing. Huh? Blessings happen in God's timing. Even trials happen in God's timing. The length of the trial, the length of their hardship is determined by what God wants to do inside of your life. And sometimes he'll bring you full circle over and over again until we get it, until we pass the test, so we can move on to the next grade or the next level in Christianity. And so all of a sudden, he calls for Joseph. They clean him up, shave him, blah, 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 put clean clothes, and we pick it up in Genesis 41, 14. If you would indulge me and look at the screens or listen. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph. He was quickly brought from the dungeon. 
When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you, watch this, I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I love his response. Look at this man of God. Verse 16. I cannot do it. Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he deserves. Wow. Joseph says, man, I'm nothing. Every ability I have has come from God. See, what happened was when Joseph was betrayed, when Joseph was in the jail cell, when Joseph was going through the hard times, when he was getting betrayed, when he went, God was at work in his character and he learned that his dependency was on God and not on himself. He had learned that favor comes from God and it didn't make him bitter, it made him better. He never lost, listen, he never lost his love for God. He never lost his understanding that everything comes from God. He didn't touch God's glory. He didn't take credit for what God, only God can do. Unlike some people. In our humanity, sometimes we want to take credit for things and we're nothing but filthy animals and it's God's grace and God's mercy. Woo! Are you hearing me? It's nothing but God's grace and mercy. Everything we have is God has given it. That house you live in, the car you have, the clothes you have. Oh, don't get it twisted. It's not because of your anointing or your wisdom. Yes, God gives us strength. Yes, he gives us ability. But it all comes from the hand of God. The world don't think like that, but a true Christian should understand that. He says, I've given you the ability to obtain wealth. I've given you wisdom and understanding. He gives us the skills and everything that we have. So, he says, man, I can't do this, but, but God will give you your answer. Okay? So now we're going to skip down to verse um, 41. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. So what happened was he was saying, hey, listen, Pharaoh, here's what you got to do. Get, to, get somebody who's sharp and somebody who understands and who can separate during the, the, the years of plenty to put away and be organized. And well, he gives it this whole plan. And Pharaoh's sitting there with all his officials. Imagine that. And, and Joseph's just breaking it down to him. And he says, you should find somebody like that, Pharaoh. Huh? And Pharaoh looks and he says, you're the only one that could interpret the dream. You're the only one that had, gave me a plan. The rest of these. Whatever you want to call them. You're the one. He tells him, can we find anybody with the wisdom of God like this man? And he gets promoted. The day of our promotion is here. God wants to shift, shift something in our lives. I believe God wants to shift something in our church. He wants to shift something in people's lives. He who has an ear, let him hear. Watch what he says. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet, signet ring from his finger. Can you imagine that? And he put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen. No more prison clothes. Hello, somebody. Hmm? And he put a gold chain 
See, rappers didn't start that. <laughs> Tupac didn't start that. I just seen, I went in the, I, I went in the house the other day and uh, a few days ago, uh, we had a meeting here with all the pastors from Northern California that we are overseeing from the other multi-region. And then I walked in, we got to the house, we walked in, and somebody had a, this uh, TV was on, and it was, a, a, I guess, the story of this, that rapper that got killed, Tupac. And it was ridiculous, because he was with this girl, right? And he's telling her, okay, I've got to go to the club with the whatever, but I'm, I'm looking at it. And he gets this big old thing, and he puts it on, it's like this big. I go, come on. See, he didn't start that. Pharaoh gave Joseph. So really, Joseph's the first rapper. I wonder if he went, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, Pharaoh. I got the plan, plan, plan. God is with me, with me, with me. And the devil don't like it. So he put a gold chain around his neck. Watch this. And he had him ride in a chariot as the second in command. And men shouted before him, make way. Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. You know, the Bible says in, in Psalms 5 verse 12, For the Lord, for you, O Lord, bless the righteous with favor. And you surround us with your favor as with a shield. The Bible says in Psalms 84:11, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. Notice the terminology uses a shield twice. It's a covering over our lives. That when we go through stuff, we have God's favor on our lives. He says, the Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing with, does he withhold from those whose walk is upright. And the Bible says in Proverbs 12, 2, a good man receives favor from the Lord. Amen. Favor from the Lord. See, what did God give Joseph? God gave Joseph joy in the middle of his suffering. In the middle of his hard times, he gave him joy. He gave him peace in the midst of his storm. Hello, somebody. Are you in a storm? There's peace in the middle of your storm. You don't got to be like the apostle. Oh, Jesus, wake up, wake up. We're going to die. You ain't going to die. You ain't gonna, God's going to work it out. God always works it out. Hasn't he always worked it out for you? No matter what you've gone through, hasn't he always been there for you? See, we get in trouble when we try to work it out ourselves. When we don't put our dependency in God, then sometimes we hit some walls. But when you stop back, when you stand back and say, okay, God, I know that you're in control. I trust you. I don't understand it. I might not even like this. But I know that all things work together for the good to those that love God. And I love you, Lord, and I know you're going to work it out. I might not understand it. I might not like it. But I can see the future that you're going to turn it around for good. Are you hearing me? Wave at me. Are you hearing me? Peace in the middle of the storm. Hope. Hope. He had hope even when he wore the clothes of a slave, of a prisoner. He had hope. And then he got the favor, man, the favor, the divine favor of God. Every man and woman of God in the word of God, you could find this. It always says this. It says, and they found favor in the sight of God or they found grace in the sight of God. Or like Joseph, it says, and the Lord was with them and gave him favor. That's what I want it to be said of us. God is with us. Somebody say, God is with us. I want somebody to say, I got the favor of God in my life. Amen. See, we might go through some stuff, but we always come out victorious. Always come out victorious. The Bible says, I want to remind you of a few scriptures. We're the head and not the tail. 
No, you hear me. We're the head and not the tail in the book of Numbers. Psalms 34.10 says, The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but even those that seek the Lord will never lack any good thing. Ooh, that's for me. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out. Somebody say, that's for me. That's right. He will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. Come on, I'm ready for that blessing. There's a cloud. There's a cloud coming. Ooh, there's a cloud in the sky, Victor Outreach Whittier. I'm telling you, you want, you're going to start hearing testimonies of people that are getting blessed, that God is healing, God is opening door. You're going to start, this is going to be our year. See, Jubilee ain't over. It didn't end in 2018. It started last World Conference from August to August. I want you to know that my Jubilee is here, so your Jubilee is here. Oh, God ain't done. I want you to understand God's not done. I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm trying to get you some faith inside your heart to say, this is going to be, I know we've said it, but I believe it. This is going to be the best year of my life. Okay, for some of you, then you just sit there in the corner and say, it's going to be a bad year. I'm going to struggle. I'm going to be sick. I'm going to have nothing. That's right. Get over in the corner. Put that dunce hat on. But as for me and my house, woo! Are you hearing me? But as for me and my house, but as for me and my house, I want to declare this morning, this is our year of breakthrough and jubilee. As for me and my house, I believe God. I choose to believe God. The Holy Spirit is attracted to faith. For me and my house, man. I was writing these scriptures down and meditating on them. Psalms 1. And the Lord spoke to my heart so clear this morning. He says, you will be like a tree. Psalms 1. And he said, speak this over your pastoral team and their wives. Speak this over the leadership and speak this over the congregation. You will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. A tree that is green and flourishing and bearing fruit, not withered and dry like some desert branch, some desert bush. Your leaf will not wither, and whatever you do will prosper. Whatever you do will prosper. I want you to know, Victor R. H. Whittier, you are blessed. I want somebody to tell, tell somebody I'm blessed. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Say, I'm blessed. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. See, right now the devil's angry. The devil can't stand this kind of encouraging word. Because he wants to take away your joy, but he can't. I want you to know you're God's favorite. God loves you. God has a great plan. My God, we're on our way to heaven. Are you kidding me? We're not perfect. We're not perfect. God's not looking for perfect. The only one perfect is Jesus, but we are his sons and his daughters. God has called us. We're part of something great. There's a plan and purpose for your life, for this church. There's a reason why God brought you here. God wants to use us to shake the world. God wants to use us to reach people and plant more churches. I'm excited about the future. I've never been so excited about the future. Man. Not only am I blessed, not only are you blessed, I want you to know something. I'm God's favorite. 
Oh, oh, you don't like that? Oh, you don't like that? Well, I got something to tell you. So are you. Act like it. Live like it. Live like it. That's why you're the apple of God's eye. Unlike some people that say some of their kids are, are the apple of their eye. God ain't like man. Every one of us, even the most filthy animal among us, God loves you. You know what's profound? There's nothing you could ever do to make God love you more. God doesn't, God doesn't love you because, you because you pray for four hours. And this person prays for 15 minutes. Otherwise, you'd be like that Pharisee that says, oh, God, I thank you. I'm not like him. And the other one was beating his chest in the temple and said, oh, God, forgive me. I'm messed up. I need your help. And Jesus said to his apostles, which one, which one, which one received the favor, the grace of God? Which one got God's attention? And Jesus said, the one that was saying, forgive me, Lord. The other one was full of himself. The Holy Spirit, it grieves the Holy Spirit. Pride grieves the Holy Spirit. Self-sufficiency grieves the Holy Spirit. But he's attracted to humility. When we just humbly say, man, I need you, Lord. I'm nothing without you. I'm nothing without you, God. I need you, man. I need you. If it wasn't for God, I don't know about you, but I know, whew, I don't even want to tell you where I would be. I don't even know where I'd be. A lot of us, we might not even be alive still. Imagine. So, I got some good news for you. Your day of promotion is here. It's not coming. It's here. It's here. What does promotion mean? God is ordering your steps so that you can reach your divine destiny. So you can reach your divine destiny. In the near future, we're going to continue to plant churches. I believe from our church, we can, be ha ha we can have a part one day to reach into Asia. I'm talking about into Asia. We're in the Philippines, but we need, well, can imagine that Asia, what about, you know, parts, certain parts of the Middle East? What about, you know... But you know what, what's heavy? What about, what about the old Soviet Union? China, there's an underground church in China. I mean, all over the world, there's a cry going out. And then I know you're saying, how does that relate to me? How does that, I live in Whittier, I live in Hacienda Heights, I live in Pico Rivera, <laughs> I live in La Mirada, I live in Puente. We have people coming from 17 different cities. Because you're part of this church. And we have our pastor's heart here. And that's a heart for, to reach the lost and the hurting of the world. Every time I look out now, like, there's a shift that took place in my life. Every time I see people, I used to tell them, are you ready to fulfill God's plan? Now I'm looking at them, I say, do you have a passport? Hey, do you have a passport? Hey, do you have a passport? Hey, do you have a passport? One person came up to me and said, Pastor, I want to go. I'll go, I'll go. And then he started giving me excuses. Really, in the same breath. And being the spiritual, kind, loving man of God, I was debating, should I slap this guy or send him to the women's home? 
See, I'm just joking in case you don't know me. Kind of. And I said to myself, my God, I'm always telling people, and people are coming up and responding. Yesterday, when I came to do the wedding, there was a person that came up to me. He said, Pastor, I'm going to work on getting my passport. Another one said, hey, I'm getting my birth certificate because I'm going to be getting my passport. See, that's, you know what I mean? Not everybody's going to go. We need you to, some of you to stay here. Don't even think about going. Because we got to build a mega base to be able to support the works that we're going to send out. But some of you, look at, if you're married and got no kids, what are you doing here? Make babies out there in another country. We'll send you out. Then you send your pregnant wife back and have a child here in America, and then we'll send you back to Russia. Single people, lay down your life for six months or a year. Go to Europe. Help us in Europe. Help us over there. Help us in, 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 in Latin America. How many of you speak Spanish? Let me see your hands. Oh, stop it. Where's Pastor Sonny at? Let me see one more time. How many of you speak Spanish? And not like orale, taco, burrito. I'm talking about you speak Spanish. Let me see your hands. Look around. Oh, my God. How many of you have a passport? Oh, hold on. I'm going to videotape this so I can send it to Pastor Sonny. We're going to have some coffee, some uh, coffee meetings up in here. I'm going to get ready to close with this. There was three phases in Joseph's life, and I've experienced the same three phases in my life, and every, every person here will also experience the same three phases of life. And this is just my own way of naming it. The first phase, it's not really the first, but it starts with this, and then it, it's a continuous cycle. There's what I call the mystery phase. And this is where you learn to accept what God allows in your life, where you don't understand what he's doing. It's like you're in the home and you don't understand why you got put on discipline for lying or stealing or, or doing something wrong that you know is you knows wrong, but you still did it anyways. And you can't understand why they put you on discipline. Hello, somebody. Or you go through something and you don't really understand why God's allowing you to go through that. And God has the mystery phases in our life because he, in the mystery phases where he teaches you to trust him, to accept everything he allows in your life, that everything that will hit your life always passes through the filter of God's love before it hits your life. This is where you learn to love him. You know that he loves you. Even though you might not understand that, might not like it. Are you hearing me? And then from the mystery phase, there's all, and this is a constant ongoing, you go into what I call the majesty phase. And this is where you get what we call the redemption lift. All of a sudden... You're in the church and, and you get a good job and you start getting blessed. When you came to the church, you know, you were catching the bus. Now all of a sudden you buy a new car. Stop it, Anthony and some others that are here. I remember when you were in the home. I remember when you came in with burnt lips and you were like a two-by-four. You've been up for four days and you're like. And then God gets a hold of your life. He delivers you, sets you free. Whether you go through the home or you get plugged in church, all of a sudden now you're getting blessed. Oh, my God, is that a brand new suit I see you wearing? Oh, my God. Wow, look at you. I see, I love that when I see that. 
That's the, the majesty phase. And all of a sudden, God starts to give you favor and starts to open doors and starts to bless your life. And even your unsaved relatives, that were, when they knew you were coming, they would turn off the lights and lock the doors. Or they didn't want you around. Or they, when you came around, they thought there was going to be trouble. You'd start drinking and cause problems or whatever. Now all of a sudden, they're asking you to pray for them. Now all of a sudden, they want you. Now they're calling you because you're in the majesty phase, and they see there's a change in your life. You ain't who you used to be. Now you're somebody special. Now people look to you and respect you, and you look respectable, and there's this glow on your face that comes from relationship with God. There's just something about you that people don't even understand, but what it is, it's the Holy Spirit inside of your life because you've been marked by God. You are a marked man, a marked woman. That's the majesty phase, the blessings of God, the change, the transformation. And then all of a sudden, what always follows that is this is, and this is where people miss it. There's the ministry phase. That's where you're called to not just sit there, but you're called to put your hand to the plow and do something for Jesus. He gives you an ability to sing, so you need to start singing. He gives you ability to smile and love people, encourage people, be a greeter, be an usher. He, you love those little bundles of, of, uh, of joy upstairs. You know. I could only go raising kids one time, amen. So, and then so you could be involved in our children's ministry. It's a blessing. You have a burden for a certain type of people that are hurting, and you open support groups and life groups. You want to start doing, you get involved in ministry. You got to start doing something for God saved you to do something. And then while you're going through this, all of a sudden, God says, okay, I want to breathe on you now. I want to pour a different level of responsibility and anointing on you. So I'll take you back through the mystery phase again. Only this time it's a little bit hotter and a little bit more painful. Because the ultimate end is, is another level of ministry. But he can't give you another level of ministry till he takes you through another level of pain. He can't. He won't. Because you won't have the character to sustain it and you'll hurt people. And God cares more about people than he does about anything else. And there's that mystery majesty and ministry phase and then he takes you through it again and then he says okay i have another level for you now so i'm going to put you through another mystery phase and then we get to a place where like job you sit down in the ashes and wait for the lord he allows things that hurt you he even lets people hurt you because he knows that we're human have you ever been hurt by somebody in the church has somebody ever said anything, like, stupid to you? I know they do to me every day. Usually it's me talking to myself. Sometimes we get hurt. We, why do, would God allow that? You want to know why? Because he loves you. And no matter through it all, he wants you just to love his people that's back. That you don't take anything personal. And you don't, it's that, that, that mystery, like, I don't understand, God. Because he wants to work something out. Usually what he's trying to do is get way down deep inside of things from your childhood or when you were younger that caused pain in your life. And, he's, and he, that's his way of reaching in and slowly untwisting what has been twisted. Healing hurts. Changing things inside of us that are so important. And all of a sudden, here comes the majesty phase, another level of favor, another level of blessing so that you can do the ministry phase again at another level. Because it's not about us, it's about other people. And everyone that comes through our doors, we have to love them, encourage them, and help them assimilate into the church. 
Everyone here is a minister. Everyone here is a pastor. Everyone here is a leader. And you're all important. Every single one of us. Somebody say amen. Let's stand. Okay, that was my introduction. We will get back to point one. Point one was a day of favor. One day of favor is better than a thousand days of labor. One day of favor will promote you past a thousand days of labor. You just need God to breathe on you. You need God to breathe on your finances. You need God to breathe on your health and breathe on your marriage. See, in Haggai and in different portions of Scripture, it talks about how God blows. He blew in, in the book of uh, in Exodus. talks about in Numbers. It's the same Hebrew word. It said a wind came and quail came. It, it's a Hebrew word for blow. God went, just a gentle, and quails were pushed over there to the point where they got sick of them. Human nature. We want, we get, and we don't know when to stop. Haggai uses the same word where he said he blew when the quails came. And Haggai, he says, you don't honor me, you don't trust me, you don't, you don't put me first in your finances, in your life, and keeping my Sabbath. And he says, so I blow. <laughs> And you live your life as if you have holes in your pockets. Never enough. Always a struggle. In every area. Never enough peace. Never enough joy. Never enough finding. Never enough grace. Never enough mercy. Never enough time. Because he's blowing. In Genesis, when he created man, there's a different word. And it says, and God fashioned the man, and he breathed. He didn't blow. He he breathed the breath of life see what we need is God to breathe his life in our finances in our health in our mentalities in our joy of his presence and understanding the word and just living for him and doing something for him when he breathes he gives us his favor I want to have every head bowed every eye closed right now Every head bowed, every eye closed. Just right there where you're at, just begin to say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Mm, breathe on me, Lord, breathe on me. Where does he need to breathe? In your mentality? Maybe your attitude? Where does he need to breathe? Maybe some area that you need to change in that you've struggled with for years? selfishness, stubbornness. What area? Where does he need to breathe? Not blow. Breathe. Oh, his favor, his favor. See, spiritually, he's going to change our clothes today. He's going to put that robe, the priestly king's robe, fine linen, it says. And the Holy Spirit is coming. He's putting that gold chain around your neck saying, man, I'm taking you to another level of majesty. See, the reason why God's taking me, my wife, and this church to another level 
of majesty. That's the, that's the days of promotion when God takes you to higher levels. It's because there's another higher level of ministry awaiting us. And he's positioning. Some of you young, young people here, you're going to be a very important part of this church in the, in the next few years. Oh, Jesus, have your way. Maybe some of you are here today and you're not where you should be with God. Maybe you're watching online and you find yourself kind of walking afar off or maybe you've never given your life to the Lord. I want to give an opportunity right now. I want you to say, Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Wash my heart and mind with the blood of Jesus. The blood you shed on that cross. I surrender my heart, my mind, and my life completely to you. Thank you, Jesus. I know I'm saved, I'm delivered, and I'm set free. I acknowledge you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Right now, we're going to sing a chorus right there where you're at. An altar calls right there where you are. I want you to lift your hands. Just lift your hands right now. Lift your hands. Let the Holy Spirit, take, take a second. Let the Holy Spirit just minister and speak to you.